0: waiting for it to tell me we're live it looks like we're live i'm gonna check
1: let me check the youtubes i got some and i don't trust
0: anything (laughs) okay we are hello um this is weird uh well (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and do the intro because this is weird uh hello and welcome to chapter three podcast the show for readers of science fiction fantasy and romance this is season three episode nine despite the thumbnail saying episode eight uh, today, we're continuing our Dark Olympus read-along with Electric Idol by Katie Robert. Joining me is Shay from Shay Geeks Out. She was here last Hi. time. Uh, I hope y'all are excited. Obviously, there's no Bethany today. She's had some family things going on, and I volunteered to continue on alone. Um, so forgive any and all flubs on my part, because I'm used to just showing up and, like, chatting. I don't <laughs> do this part. Um Then uh, don't forget you can join us on Patreon or channel memberships for exclusive access to bonus content after each episode. This week's bonus content is going to be about the Kodansha manga app and the Viz subscription service that just launched. So Shay and I are really excited to talk about this. It's something we've been chatting about privately, obviously, a whole bunch. uh, And we'll give you all some recommendations on what to read on those apps. So uh, let's talk about, well, first, Shay, you want to say hi, tell people where to find you real quick? Sure.
1: Hi, I'm Shay from Shay Geeks Out. Um, you primarily can find me on YouTube, but I am fairly active over on Instagram. Again, just at Shay Geeks Out. Um, I believe they usually leave links down below, so you can probably just yes. click one of those and you'll find me. But I primarily talk about fiction, I would say, these days, because it's mm-hmm. like all-encompassing fiction. I read a little bit of like cozy fantasy. I read a little romance. Well, I read quite a bit of romance. read a lot of manga so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of all over the place with my reading but i sure like to read
0: (laughs) yes it's the best i love just reading and going where the the wind takes me uh but yeah so we read electric idol book two in the dark olympus series this is eros and psyche's book a quick plot summary is that we follow eros who is told by his mom aphrodite to go kill Psyche and he decides he doesn't want to do it and they enter into a fake marriage. Literally to a marriage life. to protect her from getting killed or him having to kill her. And it is him going, Oh no, what is this feeling? that is more. one of my
1: favorite tropes in
0: romance. Can I just
1: say that? Because the <laughs> yes. second they're like, Oh, what is this feeling? What what is happening
0: to yeah. my cool? It's dead a heart. lot of him being like, What is this? Wait, why uh-huh. do I feel like this? <laughs> Uh, which, yeah, favorite. I would say this is like a morale, you know, Shane and I were talking before, this is definitely a morality chain. When I talk about loving that trope, this is a good example of mm-hmm. it. You know, he's kind of only good because he's fallen in love with her and wants to change his ways some. Some. I don't know. We'll see if he continues to be good in the other books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if she's enough for him or not. Uh, but yeah, we follow their, their relationship, them navigating, obviously getting married, and then what their like repercussions of these actions are the rest of the book so it was really it was good it was a good reread shay do you want to give some initial thoughts like no spoilers um, just initial feelings on your revisit
1: yeah for sure um so going so closely from neon gods to electric idol i still remember why i love electric idol so much it is the perfect combination of tropes for me psyche Mm -hmm. is curvy he appreciates her curvy body clothes on clothes off and it does a lot of things for me she's very confident most of the Mm -hmm. time with her Mm -hmm. body image which is nice to see but you still see that natural vulnerability the first time she's taking off her clothes with him which is something most of us big girls feel when we're entering a new partnership we you know have that moment where it's like oh my gosh how are they going to react to my body yep and 100%. see her go through that. And I think that's a very natural and normal thing. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing that on page. There's a lot of really good stuff that way in this one. And it just is the perfect blend of tropes. It's, you know, fake marriage. It's morality chain. It's so, it's politics. It's so much good stuff that I just it love is. all in one package.
0: I agree. I do think I noticed pacing issues more this time around than I did the first time I read Electric Idol. I would agree. Um not that like it's not like not like terribly so, in which it was like it ruins the book, but like I just noticed that this one felt and I don't know if it's because of the story it's telling, it felt slower, but in a lot of ways it it's felt quite like a that last the
1: first one for sure.
0: 10, 15% to me felt a little more rushed than I think mm-hmm. it should have been. I think it should have been spread out a little bit more, but I also felt like we needed that time to see. More of the politics and the setup for Dark Olympus in the world and what is going to be happening, uh, especially versus
1: with what we what get, we get in the next book, especially, mm-hmm. you need that political ground kind of laid down you do.
0: you to do. understand
1: 100%. what's going to be happening, yeah.
0: Well, because a lot of groundwork's laid in this book for yeah. the future books, right? We're getting groundwork for Zeus's book eventually, we're getting groundwork for helen's uh, book we get a helen's little bit yeah like we're a just lot, we're slowly little. we're like getting like crumbs, all crumbs. <laughs> as we go now so that's been nice and i i it's fun like rereading them because i think i'm picking up on things that i missed last time more mm-hmm. that i just you know i didn't think about i guess because i hadn't read the rest of the series yeah so and again,
1: fun. I think this one holds up to a reread, which makes me mm-hmm. really happy. Same. So sometimes when you read something like this for the first time, yeah, you really enjoy it, but then you go back and reread it and you're like, oh, I don't like it as much.
0: Yeah, I am always terrified of rereading things because of that. So it's a very real concern. I am gonna warn everyone, we're gonna go into a discussion about more of details of the book now. So if you don't want spoilers. Go ahead and leave. (laughs) Come back later. later. Uh, I just want to warn everyone. Like, I wanted to keep like a little bit of this like low stakes spoilers, but I do feel like there's not much else we can discuss without fully spoiling the book. Um, Spoiling
1: the events of book one. And if you're here and you haven't read book one, you should.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, Okay. What, where do, where do we start? Because I, I have notes, but I also feel like there's so much happening. Uh, I think something fun to note that we get really early in this book and quickly is we start to see the dynamic difference between Demeter's kids, so Psyche and all of her siblings, um, and also Eros' mom Aphrodite's, like, caretaking as a mother and what that is, or is, wasn't, really wasn't, uh, present. Yeah, like, comparatively- Aphrodite is
1: so incredibly toxic,
0: it hurts my soul,
1: like... Yeah,
0: it was, I just, it was such an interesting juxtaposition to watch how much they cared for each other as siblings and stuff, and how much Eros was just, like, left to be, you know, he's just mommy's little helper, that's it, that's all he exists for.
1: Yeah, and you get those flashbacks later in the book when he's Mm -hmm. very young, and that made it all hit so different, even on a reread, it hits different. Mm-hmm. because you kind of know it's coming and you know how bad she really is and what she's gonna do yeah and so to see that and mm-hmm. to see him slowly realize it all along the way yeah. is just it's so rewarding but also mm-hmm. so hard to go through at the same time
0: yeah and I think it also demonstrates- himself off
1: because of what she did well yeah
0: and so totally so and how wrong. would you not uh, and it's also interesting. I feel like because it plays on Aphrodite and Demeter's relationship in this the world itself. Also, because like they hate each other, mm-hmm. they refuse to like get along. Um, Born in a book said it was my first time reading Neon Gods and Electric Idol, and I already know I'll be rereading at some point. I love this for you. I'm so excited. I do. I really too. think the series is so fun. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica said, "How do you turn your kid into your personal killer?" That's sick. Exactly. I think that's the part that like threw me. Like, yes. Don't get me wrong, Demeter is using her kids to her own advantage to an extent. But it's one I don't...
1: thing to arrange political marriages for your kid. It's another to turn yeah. them
0: into your personal vindictive little killer. Like, Yeah, that's the weird it's part. A whole and, different Like He was life. a teen. He was a teen. Like, that's yeah. the other thing. It's not like he was even grown. Like, he was still a child.
1: But technically. she started grooming him, like, nine or ten. Like, I know, younger, like, probably. It's just wild.
0: Jessica said, I can't believe I was cheering for Demeter. I hate Demeter.
1: Yeah, like, Demeter is cold and ruthless and not necessarily the best
0: parent. Oh, but I do feel like, okay, so completely to the end of the book. She does
1: love her kids. She just shows it really weirdly.
0: But then you get the moment at the end of the book where they're all together in the kitchen. Uh And it's Demeter and the daughters, all the girls, and it's um, uh, Hades. And Eros, and Eros is just like, what is going on? And Hades uh-huh. is like, you'll is get used to it, like it's fine. Yeah, Hades is like, you'll get used to it, don't worry about it. So it's like,
1: though she's awful. didn't really have a lot of that growing up either.
0: No, but like, so she's awful, but at the same time is like, very willing to like, welcome people into her family when she decides it's time to, I guess. That's what what I'm, that's I'm, saying. Saying,
1: I'm not saying she's the best parent, but she does genuinely care about her kids, yeah, and her partners. Like,
0: once she saw Psyche was happy, she was like, "Cool, we're good. I'm gonna put this picture up with you guys on the wall." Like,
1: and like that moment just like did all things, all the kinds of things to my heart. It was so cute. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, like under-
1: complete with Hebe and Eros. We, yes, agreed. I agree. The... I love that moment because all the... of a sudden these brother-in-laws are starting to bond. It's yeah, happening, it's really cute. and you love to see it.
0: Did you find yourself favoring um, either of the main characters, either Psyche or Eros, more in the story as a Um, favorite?
1: I mean, I love them both for different reasons. If Mm -hmm. I had to choose between them, it's probably Eros, just because I love... A killer who becomes a softie for his woman. Like, I do. I love that trope. I love to read it. I would never want that in my actual life. I already have a grumpy partner. I don't need another one. I'm good. (laughs) But it's one of those things where you get to see, basically, this woman swing in on a wrecking ball, essentially, and break open his walls and his heart. And it's just amazing. Like, one time, my partner compared like me like he basically said he would br- built brick walls completely around himself and mm-hmm. I came through with a bulldozer to like <laughs> get to him like in his heart like that's what he'd done and that's exactly what I feel is going on here between mm-hmm. the characters and I think Katie writes that really well she does that in some of her other series and in some mm-hmm. of the books I've read from her and it's agreed. always been spot on for me
0: agreed um so I see I asked this question because I had the same thought I was like they're normally i don't come out like strongly one way or the other i would say um but i I'm like
1: i like them both but if i had to choose it would no. Be but
0: i became obsessed with my little and man. how he well, might not just so little like just his qu- the quiet moments with him i just immediately become obsessed was like it immediately stood out to me when he's like in her room folding clothes while she packs because he can't handle the mess. well she like chaotically
1: packs because he can't handle her chaos
0: he's like okay, yeah then. and he's like i'm he just gonna handle the mess of pulled. her room he's like
1: okay i have to do something i'm gonna fold yeah clothes.
0: and i was just like this is really funny or like when she comes out and he's just in the bed like bare or he's like barefoot or something and i was like and she's it's like, just like these I, quiet things where you're like person well it's not even that part i was just like it's those quiet things of like yeah that's you know that's the reality of living with someone right like Mm-hmm. They're just like in their boxers and barefoot or whatever, laying in the bed. Yeah, and, like mm-hmm. this. It's like quiet, quiet things. Or um, just the that, way he's like, I need your measurement. Proximity
1: and having mm-hmm. to share the living space. There's a lot of really sweet reveals and intimacies that you don't necessarily think of as intimacies mm-hmm. until you've been in a long committed partnership. I think this is true because is then true. you can understand and respect those. Because mm-hmm. you get to experience them regularly.
0: No, that's true. And I also feel like he just is such a... he. Like, even though he's, like, a killer, he's a very quiet character. Which, like, I guess matches with that he, persona. He
1: likes to blend into the background. He doesn't like to be in the background. Yeah, film.
0: and it's just really fun watching Psyche get to notice him. And then seeing, like, the small things he does. Like, when he asked her for her measurements so he could get her a wedding dress, I was like, yes. I love that. And this. the fact
1: that he called ahead to this custom dress shop to make sure that something was there in her size. Yes. that She had the measurements. He's like, I need this. It's a rush job. I'm happy to pay extra. I mm-hmm. want her to have whatever she wants.
0: And yes, I was like that oh. was spectacular. And same thing for like when she had to have the conversation of like, I can't just walk in and buy things off the rack. Like, that's not very common for my size. Because that's not and something he he's ever
1: had to experience. So confused. Him and his mother, yeah.
0: I know. And I was like, this is so fascinating how confused he is. Because, I, you know, I, I don't think, not everyone thinks about this, which I get. Like, but I was like, you know, this is a very real reality for a lot of people that we just can't walk in and buy things. Or that you have to get tailoring done and all this stuff. So, I just... I don't know it was funny like it was it felt like a very real I mean obviously this is like contemporary set so it feels very current conversation
1: but it's a legitimate conversation that you have to have between someone who doesn't necessarily live their life in a plus size body Mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly and I feel like it's a conversation those of us who live in uh, bigger bodies have constantly constantly with people who just like don't believe that it's not that simple Mm mm-hmm because they're like, I just or go to you the tell store. them a number and
1: they're like, no, that's not the yeah. real number. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, She hated the mirrors uh, from Born in a Book. She hated the mirrors all over his place and the way they end up making use of the mirrors, love. Yes. The, the mirrors- first
1: time they start <laughs> utilizing
0: the mirrors, I'm just like, oh, so good. <laughs> it's so, like, this entire book is so hot. Like, the fact that also... They're just like the sex in it is spectacular. This entire oh, book, yeah. like I just every time they're boning, I was some like, Some yes. of my
1: favorite smutty scenes from Katie. Same, and I think Same. that's why this one tends to stand as my favorite in the series at this point. Have you read Wicked Beauty yet? I have, and I love Wicked Beauty. Okay. Don't
0: get me wrong, because I really love the smutty scenes in Wicked. <laughs> but Beauty. I think
1: I think I just relate to the coupling more here yeah, than I do I can in see Wicked that, Beauty. Though. So it's a different mm-hmm. kind of enjoyment for me.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. I just pfft. wicked beauty is very steamy, but also there's a lot more tension in this than there is in this. I feel like it's the same time yeah. somehow because of the it's, competition. It's a,
1: it is a slower story because you have mm-hmm. a pretty high stakes one with Persephone. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are some high stakes here, but there isn't really a lot of action happening constantly. Yeah, like there's we're kind the of like ones... just
0: constantly building up to what is Aphrodite gonna do in this book? Yeah, which exactly. I think was my biggest struggle in a way. Okay, because I think that's why I feel like the pacing fell off because it took until like 15% for us to see anything come of that, right? Like, yeah, it and it and it took like you know them going to Helen's party and Persephone getting shot at, and then Zeus being like, I'm not gonna do anything. To them being like, okay, would you reformulate the plan? You know, at that point, Demeter's on board. Aphrodite's just out for blood because she's mad that she didn't get her way. Yeah, like I just think that part took too. Aphrodite's just a spoiled child, man. Like that is she really is a spoiled brat? It is ridiculous.
1: Now, another thing that we didn't mention, talking about kind of quiet moments, um, I love the moment. In the hall, like in the hallway before the wedding, mm-hmm. where Demeter and Psyche have their moment together. Yes.
0: And oh gosh,
1: yes. she's like, if anybody's going to walk you down the aisle, it better be me, kind of a thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I thought with you, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. And they just have this really beautiful moment, just mm-hmm. that mother daughter moment that moms and daughters have sometimes. Yeah, mother- I love that
0: moment. And I, I think that was a moment that also for me. Made me like Demeter more
1: than I previously had. No, I agree. Because you got to see more of her softness. Mm-hmm. Which we really didn't get much of in Neon Gods. But in this one, you get to see it a little more. Between seeing mm-hmm. the family dinner. Seeing this moment. yeah, Seeing her really come around to... And like her and Persephone having brunch. And little things mm-hmm. like that. That you see, she does care about her girls. Yeah. And you get to, getting to see that more helps you understand, yes she's an ambitious woman, but at the same time, she's a mama bear, and she'll do anything to protect her kids. And even if she's going about it the wrong way, Mm -hmm. she's still trying to empower her kids to protect them.
0: Exactly. Not just Um, for
1: herself, but for their protection too.
0: Well, and I love how much, even with that, the sisters are like, no, 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 what do we need to do? What's going on? Like, this is weird. Like we have to figure this out, and like we'll help, we'll help you. Like I love I'm how much the they all show that
1: says. You guys have been taking care of us long enough. It's my turn. Yeah,
0: that in that moment especially was bananas. Like reading it now, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute.
1: It hits different now.
0: <laughs> it does because we know too much.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I just I love the there's just a lot of quiet moments in this one for sure, which I think again, affects that pacing issue I had. It still mm-hmm. was like a four and a half for me. So yeah, it wasn't like, this is terrible.
1: And so a um, lot of people, I think, will feel like it suffers from like second book syndrome where, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a bridge to the next big action point. But this one really does a lot of the heavy lifting for the series as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having gotten halfway through Radiant Sin... Before getting distracted with other yeah, things and having read with the mm-hmm. Um it really does so much heavy lifting for this it series does. in establishing the hierarchy of the thirteen. They're not just the boogeyman anymore. Like you mm-hmm. see how they operate. Well, and you
0: see like and um, their hands
1: are legitimately tied sometimes. And even though they want to help, they can't.
0: What is the new Zeus's regular name? Oh my gosh,
1: Eurydice? My- no.
0: No. Either way, new Zeus. Perseus, that's it. I was like, it's not Patrocles, It's not Wicked Beauty's guy. I was like, I my brain has left that one behind. Anyways, he, Perseus, as the new Zeus even, like when they come to him and are like, we need your help. He's like, I can't do anything. Unless you have hard proof. My hands are tied. And if you mess with my sister again, or something, you bring something to her um
1: it's not it's not gonna matter we're gonna have problems
0: we're gonna have issues and i'm not you better handle this and i was like it's really funny because he's like i know you want to like leverage this friendship we had but like i we can't we can't Mm -hmm. do that like that's i can't do that i have to think in the interest of zeus it's very different which is like a part of the story i feel like we haven't gotten extensively yet because we've not dealt with anyone who's like directly in the 13 besides Hades, um and he wasn't even
1: really like directly involved he was pushed to the
0: outside. Exactly.
1: Jessica's Uh, over here commenting, (laughs) I didn't care for Persephone telling Psyche's business to Demeter. Like ma'am, your own (laughs) shit before and we just had to go with it. Honestly, you're not wrong.
0: No, you're not wrong, Jessica. This is true. Uh, And thank you. I was like, I I honestly
1: wish we would have gotten a scene of that brunch. Because I bet you that Demeter put the screws to Persephone knowing. That I would if love she told anyone she would have told Persephone.
0: I wonder if it's in shorts that she's written for Patreon or not.
1: Ooh, I wonder. Maybe. That would be a
0: fun one. But yeah, I I just absolutely was like Persephone, you don't need to be telling her business to your mom. Like come on now. It's um, like you're
1: a grown married woman. You do not need to report to your mother.
0: Well, and it just feels very like uh, when you were little and your sibling told you something and you had to go tell your mom that your sibling told you the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not supposed that little to little tell. Bit. And I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, you're an adult. You know better. You know better. But at the same time, there is kind of this
1: childlike innocence for the Demetrio girls compared to the mm-hmm. other families
0: we see. Yeah, and I, I mean, part of that's later into the 13 life, right? Yeah,
1: they were much older when they mm-hmm. when demeter when demeter was
0: elected yeah i also okay that i found really interesting hearing about demeter being elected and then uh aphrodite hating her for the fact that she's elected (laughs) like it's because that means
1: people like her i know
0: and i was like this is ridiculous you're ridiculous
1: right i mean it was just bonkers honestly it was how narcissistic this woman was like Mm -hmm. talk about if you want to if you don't know what a narcissist is read this book it is Aphrodite period end of story yeah
0: I mean I feel like that's how she's often cast into things as well like as a character archetype um which tracks yeah you know uh and then I'm trying to I'm looking at my notes I feel like we're running through them very quickly (laughs) um let's oh we so we kind of get a taste for the next book because we meet helen who's in the next book i love
1: helen like and helen i love story i love helen
0: (laughs) i love it i was like carrying psyche out basically and then like obviously we have all the action happen um after Mm -hmm. he takes her out and puts her in the security booth and she gets shot at but i just love when he's like why did you play a drinking game with my wife (laughs) <laughs> i Please love that he
1: didn't that. like immediately go to psyche to place blame he immediately went to helen it's like why why did you do this to her yes. <laughs> which just so shows so their funny. friendship which i yes. really appreciated in this book mm-hmm. as well um is his friendship with the um helen i
0: um, and uh, I was going to
1: say, like, the family name because he really was friends with all of them.
0: Yes. And I don't know their family name. I listen to the audiobook. I so I can't read. Like, I haven't well spelled. this
1: time and I can't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. And then I liked. i um... sleep. I know. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I'm it's just okay. enjoying air conditioning. Um, <laughs> it been a week, y'all. It has and been. It's, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect. And then I loved that, like, you know, she sobered up very quickly, obviously, and was like, oh, no.
1: Uh-huh. I need to
0: I need to handle this. Um, where was I going? But, yeah, so we meet Helen, and Helen's in the next book. So, like, I just, I totally forgot that we met her in this book. Okay. There we go. Jessica, you're yeah, our hero family. That's it. Is. That's it. Okay. I was like, it's something weird, and it makes me think of um, old electronics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have spelled it with a C. So there we go. Uh, But yeah, like, I really enjoyed, like, his, the the people he does have a relationship with really care about him and know, like, his mom's terrible, kind of, and don't want that for him.
1: what's her name? Hermes. Hermes is great. And just, like, her sneaky little way he's, like... Well Hermes is the like door? the last
0: book in the series, and I'm so mad about it. I'm and like, I understand. Why do have to
1: wait so long?
0: I get why. I understand. But I'm so mad about it. So I want the Hermes the chaotic book now. Guy
1: energy that is Hermes. I need it. I need it now.
0: Yeah, officiating the wedding. Oh, oh like my god. Perfection.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, and then I guess, okay, well, let's go towards the end of the book now. Uh-huh. yes casio calculator watches
1: (laughs) (laughs) that takes me back
0: um so towards the end here because that's kind of where i feel like we're at uh so after the whole drunk fiasco getting shot at they go back to make their plans and i think this is the part where psyche for me like i already liked her but this is where i start to love her and the way in which she is like no arrows i'm gonna protect you damn it I'm gonna do this. I am protecting Who you. Protect this time. you.
1: How many times does she say that to him? It's like multiple. And then like, he like gets that I feeling. You want to protect me, but who's gonna protect you? I need to protect you.
0: And it just feels, it's just so cute. <laughs> like, it's so cute. She's like, I'm going to do this. And everyone just feels like she's a dumb influencer, I feel like, to an extent. Oh my gosh,
1: right? So many like, people that she can't, that way. Can't like, he immediately is like, you are
0: sly.
1: You are smart. You mm-hmm. know how to play this game.
0: Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. You actually know how to play this game. And that, I feel like, plays out really nicely here because he goes off to go get something out of his mom's house. And she goes off to do something, and he doesn't know what. And his mom's not there, and he gets a bad feeling. And lo and behold, the thing he was just... there to get is in the possession of his mother. And, and his mom's just like, Psyche's like just live streaming the whole thing. The whole thing. The craziness that is. Goading her on. Like, she's like, no, 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 say how you really feel. Let's get this on the internet. Mm hmm. And. and it-
1: done in like not a necessarily malicious way but it's done in a way that no one can question what was happening and that is exactly Mm -hmm. what they needed
0: and I just I think it's that thing that nobody would have expected from her to an extent until she did it right Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: they're like she's just a dumb influencer (laughs) and I just I love that and Ellie
1: having to tell on herself (laughs) just made me giggle she's like so I did bad (laughs)
0: yeah he's like what have you done She like, gave oh, your mom's phone number to her uh huh now,
1: now I think I did a bad thing yeah
0: well and I get why she would be like maybe it's fine I don't know and then oh no it's not fine but I just imagine I want the short like the POV thing like the uh, from a certain point of view Star Wars thing where it's everyone what they're doing I really want that for that moment <laughs> Thirteen, when that moment happens, they're like, phone "We need to pitch it to Katie. I'm sure she'd love to write it." I, 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 yeah, she needs to because that would be hilarious to be like, "Zeus, is <laughs> going off. Persephone and Hades are like losing their shit in the underworld." Uh huh. It, so it's just like it just like speeds through. Everyone, Aries is like, oh, "Crap, I'm gonna have to get my army together." Yeah uh jessica said hermes Her- hermes oh my god my mouth hermes hermes is the best i love how eros tells us that hermes keeps trying to get into the safe room and she hasn't cracked it yet i did yeah. love that too i thought that was a great point
1: because that's uh, just like little notes of the mischief that hermes yeah. tries to cause and Constant,
0: i love it and i love it Constant. it's because we were saying eros a minute ago and i was like wait my brain is going to not say that word right mm-hmm. Uh, and then Born in a Book said Psyche took her out without laying a finger on her. And that is what I loved the most, is that she just said, I don't even have to touch you. It's just, it's going to be game over.
1: And when you think about it, Hades didn't even really touch Zeus either. Exactly. So there was no touching. So Katie
0: manages to make us, like, happy someone got, into not hurt or injured necessarily completely, Some, but just Happy like,
1: somebody's gone. Happy somebody's actual, gone physically. without
0: without having
1: age. your hero or heroine mm-hmm. cause physical harm which i love
0: yeah because zeus did it to himself basically
1: yeah um and he's the one who was you know trying to her 80s and
0: and this eris was so afraid of having to hurt his mom but he was willing to do it for psyche and she was just like i'm not gonna let that happen i'm gonna handle this mm-hmm. and do it in a way that you don't have to feel guilt about she, your mom she
1: did not want to break the last part of his soul
0: yep and I love, and I loved that. I love when thing.
1: that happens in morality mm-hmm. chain books. I love when the heroine's like, "Nope, I want your soul. So no, I'm not gonna let you, co- you. kill that You can't destroy part of yourself. yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it worked just so well. And I just, I think it was that thing where, like, and some of the book psyche felt like she was just kind of there, existing and like, move, like getting moved through the story, if that makes sense. And for me, I like that it felt like at the end she got to take action. Mm-hmm. You know, versus feeling like. Um, she was just kind of being carried through a story exactly. Uh, Jessica said, Katie made me happy Zeus was dead, exactly. And I was happy Aphrodite got her justice served, you know, like it worked.
1: How much of that would have come back on Eros had it not been Mm -hmm. done the way it was done,
0: exactly? Exactly, she basically
1: admitted on camera that she manipulated her own child to do her will, like
0: exactly. And it was great. And then she and people we get... saw the
1: poison she spit in his, like the way she talked to him behind closed doors in that moment. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Uh, and then we get the appointing of the new Aphrodite, which is another member of the Cassio family. Mm-hmm. And then we also get um, news that Ares is not doing well. Yeah, and is going to have to step down, which is all of our setup for book three which is Wicked Beauty. I'm looking at it on my shelf. I'm like, okay, I've got them in order. I know the title. And then Um, we also
1: have the political marriage of Zeus and Callisto.
0: Yes. But we just had, um, isn't Stoneheart her novella? No, Calypso is that one. Is that the same one? I haven't Um, read Stoneheart yet.
1: I haven't read Stoneheart yet either. Maybe we should do that.
0: (laughs) Probably. Hold on. I'm about to check myself because I'm like, wait a minute. So that's the part I don't know. Because I don't know who Zeus is with, honestly. Or if we've gotten it yet. I think Midnight Ruin might be Zeus. Uh, Hold on, I'm checking. <laughs> Very perfect. No, so Stoneheart
1: is the prequel. It's the 0.
0: .5. Okay. I was trying to, I was like, I know Stoneheart I think has one of Demeter's daughters in Medusa. Cause Apollo's radiant. This is and... Medusa
1: and a th- uh da, 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 da. Yeah. Medusa and Calypso.
0: Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see where that goes. I know he's a later book as well. Um So, it'll be interesting to see, like, where this goes. Yeah, Aphrodite wanting to frame her son for his wife's murder was wild to read and so gross. Like, I was just, I mean, like, it's a romance. We know it's going to end okay. But I was thankful it's a romance. like,
1: I cannot believe you would do this to your own child.
0: But you're, like, thankful it's a romance because you're like, I know it's going to end okay. So, like, I can at least get through it. Uh, and if it wasn't I think I would just be angry <laughs> cuz I would just be mad I would be mad. I'd like, the book across the room same 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 like there's just no other choice i mean i have chucked uh, any... books
1: across the room in the past so i i, would I, not be I, I
0: try past, not I to throw my kindle but i have i have
1: Usually i've I'm not ever thrown my kindle it's only been physical books the first I book i ever remember pillow. throwing was a book from the series where she shall not be named
0: Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I've thrown some books. Um. Okay. So, do you have any other points for Electric Idol before we move on?
1: No, I don't think I do. I. Well, I really liked that. Juliet oh, I guess Let's give our ratings also. Yeah, I still like that Juliet let Eros into the building despite what his mother had done to her. Mm-hmm. And so I, Agreed. I did like that moment because it shows mm-hmm. that people probably really knew more of what was going on but they just couldn't say or do anything about it agreed so I loved that um I gave it five stars just because I really love it I have a good time every time I've read it I think I've actually read this one three times now because I read wow. it once as an ebook, as an arc I did uh-huh. this read on audio and I have done one physical read with my physical copy okay. so Nice.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting at like a four and a half, so by no means do I feel like it's a bad book. It's in some ways a favorite. I just think the pacing for me really struggled. I I think the interiorness of the story we'll call it. I feel so fancy. I have a literary reader. Like, the fiction
1: I like is very literary, so I Mm -hmm. love that insular where they're very much in their head. And I don't
0: dislike it. I just think and I, I'm finding this a lot lately. There are books that I just feel like chop fifty pages off. It'd been mm. perfect. Just and see, not then like, I feel a like time. the ending would have
1: been even more rushed if we had Possibly. taken fifty pages out somewhere.
0: No, and you're not wrong. Like, and that's the hard part. It's one of those. It's a mix of like Plus, I, all I just, of the
1: steamy scenes yeah. were so good. I don't want to lose it. They were.
0: That's the other thing. I don't want to lose those either. So I'm sitting around a four and a half on reread. I gave it a five the first time. Like I still mm-hmm. really liked it so yeah um all right now it's time for on my radar where we share recent or upcoming book releases that we're excited about uh but first if you enjoy the podcast we would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners and if you're interested in getting early access to episodes as well as exclu- <laughs> i told you this gonna happen exclusive bonus content with every episode consider supporting us on patreon Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron Stephanie. You make this possible. The week's this week's bonus content again will be the um, Kodansha interview about app the session. new manga apps. Yeah, new manga apps, and we'll give you some recommendations. So let's talk about our books. What do you got, Shay?
1: Okay, pulling up my net galley to make sure I don't miss any. Um, marrying Off Morgan McBride is coming out the last week of May, which I'm super excited about. It's got that, I'm, I'm a Western romance reader too. I love me a good mm-hmm. cowboy romance every so often. You do. So that's going to scratch that itch for me. Um, another one that came out earlier this month was um, Pretend You're Mine by Lucy Score. Now, I have to be honest, I don't always love Lucy Score, mm-hmm. but this one has been my favorite from her so far. It was really solid. I felt like the characters' ages felt appropriate to the reactions they were having.
0: Rather than them
1: being a lot older and making very immature reactions. So I felt like that balance was a lot better in this one. And plus it's, again, that fake dating forced proximity trope that I just really, really mm -hmm. like. So this one worked very well for me. Um, Clytemnestra by, oh shoot, what was her name? I sent it to you.
0: Hold on. Well, here, I'll jump in and I'll do two of mine and then we'll switch back.
1: Um, Yeah, Costanza Casati is her name. Okay. And that is absolutely. I'm so excited. It's a part of Greek mythology that we don't typically get retellings for, mm-hmm. so I'm very, very excited to explore it. Okay, you you give three. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, we've got Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yarros, which is like the TikTok darling right now. Everyone is talking it about is. it, hating, loving it. P.S. Um, I I
1: do want to say that the the dragon sprayed edges for anyone who's wondering. They are not completely gone because my store got a restock and they have the sprayed edges. So check your local Barnes and Nobles. If they get restocked, they'll probably get those. So Mm -hmm. don't worry. They're not gone forever yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's this first print run, which is like over 100,000 copies, I think I heard. So it's a big push. But this is a dragon romance fantasy. Um, I just got the audiobook from the library. I'm pumped to listen to it. I do want to note something I've not seen talked about extensively about this is our female main character has a chronic illness.
1: Oh really? And that she's not so cool. she's not
0: healed. She's not healed. It's Yay. just a thing that she has and it exists in the world and she's not magically healed. And I when I found that out, I got even more excited for the book. But oh, this my gosh, is a yeah. college age I
1: pick up a copy.
0: Training school kind of um Somebody said there's like uh, a Ninja Warrior reference to in the training, like just one of those things where like they're training and they're going to be Dragon Riders, very like mashup of like some of the YA a lot of us came up on, but now adults. And I personally Mm -hmm. have been dying for adult age, like college type setting fantasies like this where they're training and learning things and doing the stuff that we get usually in the YA age group but now adult. Yeah. Um, and I know Bethany loved it. So I'm very excited to read it. Uh, then we have that time. I got drunk and saved a human by Kimberly Lemming. This is out May 23rd. This I is the finally third read. Book. I got,
1: I got drunk and, and saved a demon. And that was really, really fun.
0: <laughs> it's really fun. So this is the third book in the Mead mishaps. This is about a, um, Oh gosh, a dragon. I think is the hero this time. Again, I'm not sure. Either way, it's the third book. These are really cozy romance fantasy situations. They're really cute. They're really fun. I highly recommend the series if you haven't read them yet. All of them will be re-released under orbit on May 23rd. So right now you can't really get them, which is annoying. But uh, I'm hoping for, you know, a delightful continuation in the series. I've just, I've had a blast with each one as I've read them. So it's one of those things where I just can't recommend them enough. Yeah, then she ends have, up in a
1: dragon's tower, so that would be Okay, awesome. I was like, I'm
0: pretty sure it's a dragon, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, then we have An Island Princess Starts a Scandal by Adriana Herrera. This is the sequel to A Caribbean Heiress in Paris. This is a sapphic book in this series, which I've been excited for for a while. Manuela trades a summer uh, with this duchess in Paris for this beloved land she wants. She's an artist as well. I don't know a ton about it. I'm excited this comes out May 30th. It's one of those books I don't want to know a ton about. I just want to read it uh, when it comes out. So that's my plan. Uh, And then I've got one more. Do you have any more, Shay? I've got one more. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll do my last one.
1: Okay, so I'm going to quickly mention Dark Succession by Katie Robert, which is a reprint of book one of the O'Malley's
0: series
1: that she did a while back. The
0: Marriage Contract.
1: Yeah, it was formerly called The Marriage Contract. The new covers are stunning. Um, I just listened to it on audio as part of my reading experience. And I ended up really enjoying it. Um, I'm debating whether I'm going to pick up physical copies or not. Sometimes with Mafia, I just like to listen to them. So I'm not sure I'm going to. Mm -hmm. But in this one, like when the O'Malley's came out, they only came out in like the smaller mass market size. But um, this rebranding of the O'Malley's, they're in trade paper size. So for people who don't like mass markets... You can get them in the normal trade paperback size, which is really fun. And you can just get them now
0: because you couldn't get them for a long time.
1: Exactly, and you know, Katie doing mafia romance is not a bad idea. It's really good.
0: I would say that uh, these also, if you're enjoying Dark Olympus, you would probably like these because I feel like I agree. The roots for they're Dark Olympus vibes. are here. Uh-huh. The roots are here. Like there's, like they're really fun to reread. For me to reread and visit because I was like, Oh, oh. Born
1: in a Book is halfway through dark succession now. I love that.
0: Exactly. It's so fun. Um, all right, my last one is Her Good Side by Rebecca Weatherspoon, which is her YA debut. And I'm really excited for her to date. Oh,
1: yay! That's cool.
0: This is about two friends who start practice dating to build confidence about dating. And their kissing sessions start to feel too real. And it, he's like a photographer and I think she's into sports and stuff. And it, so really <laughs> um, and it just sounds really cute. And listen, I trust Rebecca so much because uh-huh. I feel like Rebecca Weatherspoon is very, very talented. Anything writer I've read
1: Rebecca, I've loved.
0: Never been disappointed. And uh, even things that I didn't love as much, I still really, really enjoyed. So I just feel like she's going to kill it in YA. she understands that demographic like I think it's going to be a YA book for YA age group right for young adults not a YA book for adults and I'm excited for that because when I read YA books for adults I get annoyed (laughs) because I'm like I don't want to be the target market.
1: It's like Um, no you're writing for the wrong audience just write for adults already.
0: Exactly. Um, All right, that's it for On Our Radar. So just so y'all know, the next episode is May 30th. Bethany will be back with Leanne talking about the time of contempt for the Witcher read-along. I am not going to try to pronounce that author's name because that's going to be a disaster.
1: I can't (laughs) pronounce it either, and I have to try it. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Uh,
0: Again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast, and I'm your host, Izzy, or Isabel. You can follow us on Twitter at Chapter 3 Podcast. You can also find us on our individual YouTube channels. Uh, Everything will be linked down below for that. And then join us May 30th for the next episode, May 30th for the next episode. Uh, And the Patreon bonus content will be available in the next couple of days, give or take. Give Bethany a little grace on that. I don't have access to it, so she'll be uploading it. But we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Let me hit end. (laughs)